0: We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, The Bible. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Blessing from the Valley podcast. This is your host, Pastor Mark Brandon, hoping your day is going well. Again, it is a beautiful fall day here in the south. No matter where you are listening from, uh, we hope you have a wonderful day and uh, we hope uh, God's richest blessings on you today. Uh, hopefully the podcast will be an encouragement to you. We've been looking at a little study on just the word compassion, and hopefully that will be helpful. Uh, this is the third episode of that series. And so if you're only tuning in just for today, then want you to encourage you to go back and listen to the first two. Kind of get you caught up to where you are today. We want to just, uh, again, uh, thank you for uh, listening. Uh, We know we've uh, got some folks listening all around the world, and we certainly appreciate uh, you tuning in. Uh, Share it, like it, uh, if it's been a help to you. Obviously, that's our desire. Uh, Let's continue looking at this, you know, some ways that we can really show and even grow our compassion. And we've taken the text out of the gospel according to Matthew chapter 9, Verse 36, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And so we know this is the Lord Jesus Christ. The key there is he was moved with compassion. Now, I've said this on every podcast, but I think it needs to be. Compassion is a tangible expression of love. It's a tangible expression. You feel it. You know it. You see it. Why? Because compassion requires action. It's to make a difference in the situation or to make a situation maybe in someone's life, but it is a tangible expression of love. And I think it's very important because I think people will talk about, well, I'm concerned for so-and-so. Well, you can have concern and never do anything, Uh, but I think compassion is more of action. It's more of movement. It's more of, of, of speaking, talking, uh, you know, doing more to try to alleviate or to make a difference in that need, whatever the need may be. Those needs can vary, but it's 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 a tangible force of uh, expression of love that is trying to help in those or a situation that's in need. All right, so we've talked about them. Very simple. Here's one way. What would I want someone to do for me? Number two, do unto others as if you would even do it unto the Lord. That will help you grow your compassion. I'm thankful the Lord has done things for me, even when I've not been very lovable to do them for. Show compassion. Um, Think of this. Others must increase. I must decrease. That's about humility. Uh, Really, and we read out of Philippians chapter 2, the Lord Jesus Christ humbled himself and became obedient to death. Why? Because he loved us. That doesn't make sense. I mean, he came to this earth, robed himself in flesh. Almighty, holy God came to this earth, robed himself in a man in flesh like us, hurt like us, struggled like us, was tempted like us, yet without sin. But he did that because he loved people. He didn't do that because he loved things. He came to this earth because he loved people. He did that for me. So I want to encourage you, if you want to show compassion, then don't, don't love things. Things, um, certainly, you know, we I, I, I think sometimes we show a lot of compassion. We, we try to make a difference in things life instead of people's lives. <laughs> we want a thing. No, the, the key there is a person. It's who, not what. So don't love things. The Lord loves people. So here's how we kind of gauge that. How do I treat people then? If I truly care and I love people, then how do I treat those people? You know, I need to treat others as the Lord treats me. And my goodness, he treats me. I can't even, you know, I can't even voice how he treats me. He loves me when I'm unlovable. He forgives me when I'm not forgivable. He puts up with me when I'm not even really should be put up with. I mean, this is the most beautiful form of love. Now, he does not love me because of who I am. He loves me because of who he is. God God says of himself, he says, I'm love. He said, God is love. God is unadulterated, pure, the purest form of love. He loves me because of who he is. Look, we're to love our neighbors. Why? As ourselves. Look, there's nobody listening to my voice today, including this preacher, that doesn't love themselves. We love ourselves. Nobody has to tell us we don't love ourselves. We all love ourselves. We don't have any problem with that. We love ourselves. We think of ourselves. We're worried about our feelings. We're worried about what we get. We worry about what we have. So think about this principle. If we're going to show compassion to others, then really, then we must decrease and they must increase. Others must increase. I must decrease. Think on others. You know, a strong church, you know what makes a good church? When they love God and they have the love of God and they love people like God loves them. This was tested out for me years ago. You know, I went, when I was at Bible college, I, I was involved in prison ministry for a while. And me and another man, young man from, he happened to be from West Virginia. Uh, we were working that ministry together. And we went into this pod and we we did our service. And at the end of the service, um, two security guards walked up to us and said, gentlemen, uh, there is a man down in solitaire that is asking for religious help. And he said, we cannot refuse it to them, but we want you to know, we want to give you the opportunity. Would you be willing to go down into solitary confinement and, and deal with this man and try to help this man? Well, me and Fred looked at one another and said, sure, we'll go down there. Well, when we got in the elevator, I could tell the security guard was kind of acting funny. And he said, look, gentlemen, I'm not supposed to tell you this. He said, first of all, he said, I just want you to know this. He said, you're going down here to solitary confinement. We will have this man chained to the floor, but we want you to know, number one, he has AIDS. He says, number two, he's a pedophile. He said, no, I'm not supposed to talk about this. But he said, I just want you to know what you're dealing with. And I'm going to be honest with you. As I was going down that elevator, I started to think, why am I really going down into this elevator to go talk to this man? And I had to really have a gut check there and think, why am I going down here? Because I'm going to be honest with you, I really didn't feel like this man deserved my help. He really didn't deserve my time, but you know what really struck me as I was going down there in the the elevator? I thought, you know what? You know why I need to go down there and talk to this man? No matter what he's done and no matter who he is and what he has, God loves him. See, God loves him, and that had to become real to me in that elevator because I'm going to be honest with you. It was a real gut check for me. I'm going to go down here and talk to a man that's in prison, and obviously the security guard's not even supposed to talk to me about these things, but he told me, This is a bad guy. This guy has done some heinous, horrible, evil things. But you know what I had to think about? I had to think about going down there in that elevator, deal with this man because I thought, you know what? God died for him too. God loves him just as much as he loves me. Now, that's a real gut check. I want you to listen to me this morning. I want you to listen to me no matter what time of day it is. Look. We have to understand that we, don't, we can't just love people for who they are. We have to love them because God loves them. And I don't always like that. You know why? Because some people don't deserve. I don't feel they deserve my love. And I sometimes don't feel like they deserve my compassion. But, man, I'm glad God didn't pull that on me. So I'm going to be honest with you. I've wondered how many times have I lived and acted that I really don't deserve God making a difference in my life. Think about that. That's sobering, isn't it? That's convicting, isn't it? We don't like thinking like that because we like to think about ourselves. We put ourselves up on this pedestal, and we say, you know what? We're really, really good people. And by the way, we are trying to live a good life. But you know what? The truth is my sin, my sin put the Lord Jesus, he had to go to the cross and die for my sin just like he did that man's sin that he committed that he was in prison that day. And so, you know, that's a sobering thing. And so you say, Pastor mark how can we grow in our compassion well that's a it's this is a hard thought but it's a true thought we must in, others must increase and i must decrease we really must think of ourselves the way that we should and we should try to think of others the way that we should so i think these are just simple just simple ways that gives us a, a, an opportunity to know and to grow and to show our compassion let me give you the fourth thing i'll just touch on it today and I'll probably have to finish up on it with the next podcast. Here's the fourth thing. We've talked about what would I want someone to do for me. Do unto others as you would do unto the Lord. Others must increase. I must decrease. But the fourth thing is this. Respond when you see the need, and I'll use this word. It's kind of a southern word, with a nudge from the Lord. See, what notice in the, the verse, but when he saw the multitudes, He was moved with compassion. See, our eyes will affect our heart and our hands. Man, I'm telling you, when I went off to Eldoret, Kenya, I was moved. I was moved with compassion. When I went to Eldoret, you know, when I went to the Dominican Republic on a mission trip, I was moved with compassion when I went to the slums and what those little children were living in. I seen all of that. I was able to preach at a school and actually uh, this classroom they let the whole they let the whole elementary school come into that classroom and I spoke to the teachers I preached to the children and that day two of the teachers trusted Christ as their savior and they were the school teachers of those classrooms but as i seen those little children and what they lived in that affected my heart i had compassion on those children and, man, we were walking through the streets. We were handing out things. We were giving them things. Why? Because we, our, our eyes affected our heart and our hands. We showed compassion by not only talking, but we showed compassion by giving. See, the, compassion begins with our eyes, and it moves to our heart, and it responds with our hands. It, it requires action. So my question today, are you moved with compassion? Are you so calloused and cold as a Christian today that you can walk someone by someone in need? especially of someone of the faith, someone that's a Christian? Can, are we so calloused and cold? No, we need to respond when we get those nudges from the Lord. We'll talk more about this on the next podcast. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.